Yogi, g'day Mike. G'day mate, how are you? Going well, what about yourselves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> still breathing, still annoying others, so life is good. Going forward, Yogi, you going forward? Oh, hello Craig, welcome to On The Road Radio, thank you for how I am going forward, and as uh, every minute goes by, I am going westbound and one kilometre closer going home. Right, oh, so so you're loaded westbound, you you're oversized, so you're uh, playing some daylight hours at the moment. Yeah, running daylight hours, so I'm gonna try and push on a little bit out here and just chase a bit of the daylight and well it's a little bit cooler. Sort of she's been a bit hot out here on the barrier. I'm uh more heading towards Cobar now, so it's, I think when I say it's gonna be cool, I think it's getting down to about twenty six out here tonight, so yeah, she might be out all night in the low line, lovers, but uh, we're going to do it. It's going to happen. So, yeah. Keep a bit of that airflow going, mate. You'll be right. Yeah, yeah. So if I if it is loud and noisy, I apologise for the listening. But um, we'll hang on for a little bit, and then I, I should be. In there soon. Well, we'll say you're doing the best with what you got, mate, but you're doing the best with the best you got. Well, I'm doing the best with the best of the business, too. You know, you two are the best of the business, <laughs> and I couldn't think of anywhere else I'd rather be on a Wednesday night. Well, I could, and I know where I'll be next Wednesday night down the coast. It'll be lovely. Uh, so you're working out of the South Coast Depot next week. Yeah. Sand. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. I don't know, I don't care about Sam, but anyway, it'll be South Coast Devo. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the voicemail will go to when you ring me next week. Yeah, right, eh? Yeah. Sorry. Right. Sorry, I'm unavailable. Yeah. And... No, no, I'm just working out in the South Coast Depo. So if you know where that is, come find me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Mike, you're, at, um, you're in lovely Tarmor tonight? I am in Tarmor this evening, mate. It's a bit drizzly here. Very humid, though. Very yeah, very, very uncomfortable I, at the moment. I think that's just been the east coast for the for the minute here. Yeah. Uh, we've had some extremely hot and humid days here over Christmas and New Year, and now leading into the you know the next few days as well, I believe. But yeah. a hell of a lot of rain in southeast Queensland too. Been hammered up there, haven't they? Yeah, that's ironic because I was in and out of southeast Queensland, and I have not turned my wipers on. That's right, yeah. We're- the whole time going into Brisbane, got nothing coming out, got nothing, got nothing loading at Kalani at all. They loaded in a bit of drizzle, but yeah, nothing to write home about. And then, yeah, here I am now, we're still with bugs on the windscreen and got nothing on the So yeah. It is stormy out here as well, but they are talking 40s out here at the moment. Tomorrow, I think, or 38 tomorrow. Mm. So, so Yogi, we were we were lucky enough to spend um, spend an evening up there on New Year's Eve up in beautiful Mul Mulgowie. Mulgowie, we were lucky enough to get up to Mulgowie. Looking out, uh, we had some lovely hospitality. Hmm. We were uh, you, 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 you had a couple of uh, couple of ales or something. We'd rather be a journey, did you? We did. We shared probably. <laughs> I think we had one or two beers each. Yeah. And and a and a honey whiskey each, right. and then I'd say we went to bed. But I probably someone might call me a liar then. So, <laughs> yeah, but rumour rumour has it you were up past your bedtime there. Uh, oh, well and truly, actually, we I think we stayed up till midnight Queensland time, Yogi. Oh, bloody hell! Mm. 
So, oh. you know, you might have fallen off the perch, I think. Oh, I think, oh, he's, he's coming back in here, so we'll, we'll just get him back in again. I don't know what's happened to him, but I'll tell you what he tells you. Oh. Um, but, yeah, you're back, Yogi. You've, um... Hey, you're back, bro. Sorry about that. It's probably going to be all my life for a little bit, but anyway, I'm going to do the best we can. Yeah. So, back on track. So, yeah, no, we did have a couple of ales up there, and I must say, coming home the next day, going back, back driving back down through Cooma and that, where they did have 500 mil of rain, I think. Yes. In a few yeah, hours, yeah. it was, um, yeah, quite quite the bit of traffic. Don't uh, muck around. That's half a metre of rain, you know. I know. And um, what I can say is, though, that when it is like that and you can't see three three centimetres in front of you, um, it's probably not best to be travelling at 100 up the outside lane. No, no. No. Like, just no. take it a little easier. Some people are a little bit, uh, a little bit dangerous when it comes to that sort of thing, aren't they? Challenged, perhaps. A bit challenged, yes. Yeah, I can't think of other words. Yeah, can you? Uh, yeah, challenge. Challenge is probably the mildest of them. Mm. Anyway, we. Uh, mm. I'm pretty sure we've all got our special words for, mm. for some of these people. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, so Mike, what's all the big news of the day? Where are we at? Well, there's not a hell of a lot going on, mate. We're in that part of the year, obviously, where no one knows what time it is, let alone what day of the week it is. And do you know what day uh, it is? I do, yeah, because you rang me up and told me. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was fully fixated on the idea it was Tuesday when, in fact, it's Wednesday. And uh, I was supposed to be going to work tomorrow, but I'm now not because my load's been cancelled. So I don't know what's happening now for the rest of my week. There, is a, there are a few things. There's obviously... Pressures a little happening in the trucking media space. There is stuff that's happening that we could talk about, whether we should talk about or not, another thing. Um, I've been very, very disappointed with the trucking pages on social media with respect to what's happened out near uh, um, out near uh, O'Leary and, and that out there with that train. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very disappointed with what some people have had to say about that. There are a lot of people who clearly know absolutely nothing about it but care to comment anyway. Um, yeah, seems I, I don't know whether we want to social media, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether we want to go down too much down the track, except to say that it's a tragedy for all involved, and the driver um, was a well-known, well-respected North Queensland operator, operated with a great reputation, a very good history. Joining in uh, on retirement, uh, just he's retired, so he's just coming in to help out, and unfortunately, this tragedy has occurred. It's a you know, it is, it is the end of his career, no doubt. Um, a tragic end to what's been a very good career. Unfortunately, two other men have, have lost their lives and everyone's going to suffer. And no, one's, no one gains from all the smart archery on social media, that's all I can say. It's just I find it absolutely abhorrent, to be honest with you. Mm. Well, I think anyway. we might have lost Yogi again. He's out there. That's all right. Cobar somewhere, so it's, uh, it, it's 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 about as good as Western Australia the coverage out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. No, it, it is sad to see, particularly the the end result in an accident like that. Um, you know, there's um, yeah, p- plenty of things that aren't great for a lot of those families involved. Um, yeah. Well, no one, no one, no one sets out to do any of this stuff. It's not as if. No, I go to work thinking I'm going to have something like that happen today. 
Mm. And uh, there's bound to be a reason for it, why it happened. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that the investigators will get to the end of it. But unfortunately, I think that um, uh, it's going to be a very ugly picture for everyone. Yeah. Well, it'll be a little while before the, you know, there's, the, there's a result from an investigation. So yeah. up until yeah, then, definitely. I think comments need to be a little reserved um, until they well, find out exactly what did go on. Um, yeah, doesn't stop some of these idiots, though, does it? Uh, no, but if it's not in that scenario, it's, you know, people have always got something to say when they um, they don't really know. Mm. So, anyway. No, I mean, that's that's pretty much it as far as the trucking news goes. Obviously, we were, we're oh, well, sorry, the Empire Cobar has cleaned up its act after trucking's raised concerns there. Yeah. yeah. And our old mate Glenn got stuck into that to send her for piss troughs and potholes. <laughs> got involved in that to try and sort that issue. Touch to something when a senator's got a make phone call, doesn't it, really? Well, it does get some of these places cleaned up, and <coughs> it's good to see. It's good to see. Oh, right. uh, well, let's face it, though, some, some of uh, some of the road-going public and some of our colleagues, absolutely, um, you'd have to wonder what their own their own place is like, wouldn't you? Oh. I mean well, they don't. They don't just get in these situations by purely the the cleaners not cleaning it. You know, there's a certain amount, and we've all been out there, and we know that there's normally a, a mop and bucket outside of every every shower. So yeah, it's not hard to clean up after yourself. A lot of the time, when you think about it, we go to a place where we probably don't even buy food or fuel. Yeah, but we go in and have a shower. And and for some reason expect that that shouldn't come at a cost or that you shouldn't do anything. Well, if you're going to go and have a free shower, the least you could do is clean up after yourself. And yeah. you know, we've all been in there where you see rubbish left on the floor or someone's finished their shampoo bottle or whatever and just chuck it on the ground. Like you know, there's there's a bit of responsibility all around. And yeah, maybe sometimes staff just get sick of cleaning up after people. Oh well, you can't blame them. Hmm. Fair, fair suck of the sandwich, hmm. so so they say. Hmm. Something like that. So, but uh, I mean, it's just uh, it, it does make me wonder sometimes what some people would would do in their own home. You know, we, we, we don't throw we don't throw stuff on the floor, do we? Hmm. That's, that's yeah. very concerning. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's just it just to me. We all go quick about it. I wonder. I wonder. You know, would would you be prepared to pay, you know, say five dollars for a shower, or have some sort of a, a credit system where if you bought fuel there that you did have a free shower, but if you wanted to have a shower, you'd have to cough up five bucks, but the, you'd be sure that the shower was clean. You know. Mm. Um, I mean, I'd certainly have no difficulty paying five dollars for a shower. Yeah. Um, certainly, that's what happens in Europe. I mean, for God's sake. In some of the some of the uh, places, some of the um, service centres in in the UK, you've actually got to pay a fee to park there. So, you know. Well, I think that's uh, becoming more common. I think even um, some of the truck stops now are putting systems in place where, you know, that if you aren't a customer or, or that, they will actually tow you away. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. up a bit of a stay. So, but you know, there's certainly room for that. That type of system in a, in a user pays. We we have to do it in in a lot of other industries. Um, 
you know, I think some of the biggest service centres out on the on the main roads, well, there is a responsibility all travellers, but, you know, particularly a, a transport industry. So, but if you had to go in and pay $5 for a shower, um, sometimes it's just the fact that you had to fork over a token amount of money that gives you maybe a, a, a touch more ownership and, you know, a bit of respect for the facilities that are there. In most cases, others would expect that they've just paid five bucks so they can throw whatever they want on the ground and walk away. But for that type of person, that's going to happen no matter what the scenario is. So That's right. You know, you, you can't fix that, you know. It's a bit like you can't fix stupid. You can't fix people that'll go in and be slobs. No. Mm. It's disgusting, mate. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. It absolutely does blow my mind the way some people treat the facilities. I uh, uh, have been using the uh, facilities up and down the Hume Highway now for the last several months mm. and, you know, I had to stop in at the odd rest area from time to time. And, you know, it's really quite amazing that you go in there and sometimes these places are really quite clean and quite good. And other places you go to, I pulled up a Benton Hill there the other day and uh, there was uh, one toilet stall that like there'd been an axe murder committed in there. <laughs> I mean, oh, you really, you, it's terrible, okay? isn't it? It's terrible. You, you just got to wonder how, what the hell happened in there? What was going, you know? I opened the door and looked at it and looked, yep, not using that one. Mm. Yep. Um, so, but, but see, the worst part about it is I, could, I can look at it and go, yep, not using that one. But someone's got to clean that mess up. Yeah, that's right, and that's and, uh, yeah. that's where the you couldn't pay you cons- couldn't pay me enough. No, eh? but that's the consideration of um, of just being a lovely human being in it. That you're not going to leave that for someone else to clean up. Yeah, well, <laughs> what can we say? I don't know. Sometimes. You know, you really don't know what to say, but anyway, it seems that Ampol at Cobar have cleaned their act up a little bit. The truckies have had a win at Ampol, Cobar, New South Wales, after raising concerns with with big rigs and, and Senator Glenn Stirl, mm. who, uh, who uh, I don't know, he seems to do a hell of a lot, doesn't he? You know, Glenn, well, he does in these scenarios where you know it seems. Sometimes, you know, everything falls on deaf ears when you're contacting, yeah. you know, the, whether these companies in their, their head office or talking to the sites themselves or their managers, you know, where, where nothing happens. Whereas Glenn seems to be able to, um, well, he, he knows, to make he a knows, bit of difference. He knows which buttons to push, I suppose. Well, but, uh, yeah. No, but, I suppose when you're a big company and some of these places, you know, even though they may not be owned by that particular company, like you know, it might be just that they're selling that type of fuel under a franchise or whatever, it still reflects badly on that company that they're not doing yeah. anything about it. So, well, it does. Yeah. It does. Well, you know, they, 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 there's all the, they're all the time saying that we'll do what we can to address the issues and try and make things better for everyone. But anyway, that's the way it goes. So I suppose there are a few other things I, I think we could look at. I suppose there is the, the ATA 
have submitted their fatigue law feedback. Have you seen any of that? Um, I, I haven't read theirs directly. I've seen a few things that are put in. This, this would be to the NTC, I presume. That's what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you're absolutely correct. They've yeah. called on the NTC to extend the application of fatigue laws to also cover smaller trucks Yeah. in its recent feedback submission. This was just before Christmas this was put in. Um, and and I, I, I'm sort of thinking to myself, gee, now there's a can of worms. Do we, re- do we really want to open that one? Do yeah. we really want to open that can of worms? With, with smaller um, vehicles coming... Under scrutiny, mm, between four point five and twelve tons. Yeah, right. Uh, they've got they're, they're, well, they're commercial. They're commercial vehicles. There's no doubt about that, unless they're trading stuff, carrying around pipes and things, aren't they? Mm. I think you know it certainly brings in a whole another level of people that then have to abide by what we probably call at the moment you know, some ridiculous guidelines that we have to abide by. Mm, so... But, um, you, the other... The other sorry, sorry, go on. Yeah, so, so but, how many more people have to be dragged into that? Um, mm, maybe it's a good thing because then there's more people that can complain. <laughs> um, well, I'd expect some of these guys to complain loudly because how many... You don't see, you don't see many vehicles between 4.5 and 12 tonnes zipping up and down the interstates, do you? Not really, no. It's they're not doing it. They're, they're, they're running around town. Mm. It's probably um, not really that. commercially viable, but, you mm. know, we, we talk about the vehicles that have to come under the the heavy vehicle national law, yeah. and, and in saying that, we're talking about mass fatigue, maintenance, you know, um, yeah. and a whole other raft of things that, you know, you don't actually need to run under any kind of accreditation to have to abide by the National Heavy Vehicle Law. Yeah. So I've often thought if if we were to introduce everybody to the same regulations that, that you as an interstate driver should or has to in your fatigue, how would that affect the whole community if everybody, and I mean everybody, had yeah. to abide by the same codes that we work under? Um, you know, so every person that works in a coffee shop or at a club or wherever, um, mechanic, whatever, has to operate under exactly the same fatigue laws because we are told that these fatigue laws save lives. Well, so, yes. So when you're an interstate driver, um, how, how, if you're if you're doing that, whether you're in a car or a truck, what, I understand the implications of running a heavy vehicle off the road and and what what effect that can have because it's such a large vehicle and you run that through a house or whatever. You you know, there's a much bigger impact. But in saying that, there could be a car that's on the road that that drives or or that truck avoids hitting because it's on the wrong side of the road and then that truck inadvertently has has a bigger accident. So if everybody had to abide by the same fatigue laws that that truck drivers do, yeah. do you think those fatigue laws would last very long? I don't think so. I mean, just, just think about it. You'd be saying, you'd be saying the, uh, the ordinary... Joe Blonde's road-going public person that you can't work all day at your job. 
mm. and jump in the four by four with the kids at five o'clock on Friday afternoon and go to the snow. Mm. You know, right. because you, you, you wouldn't have the hours to do it. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, so, he's got a call back in, mate. We'll, oh, we'll bring God him bless him. God bless him. And see how we go here. There you go, mate. You've come back. Oh, I don't know, mate. We'll see what we can do. I oh. think we're safe. Mark's safe from Telstra, but I don't reckon I am. But anyway, I've been looking for 4G, 4 bars, so... Mm. We might be right there, ladies and gentlemen. We might be right for five minutes. We're just so, sort of talking about the extension of the fatigue laws to cover smaller vehicles or the 88 proposal of it, Yogi. Oh, why? Because <laughs> we run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> now, there, there's a, there's a, true, a true opinion from the West, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that was my response. Yeah. That was my response. So, yeah, so Yogi, I was, just, I was just having a little chat to Mike there about, you know, the other morning I said, how about if um, everybody just came under the same fatigue laws in every profession? Yeah, well, that that makes sense. But but making the tradies driving around in four and a half ton Isuzu fill out a work diary, are you serious? No, no they, don't have, they don't have to do a driver's worksheet, mate, because yeah. they're only local. But it's not just them. Even if, <laughs> no, see, even if they're a tradie driving around in their ute, make them fill out a work diary. Make, yeah. um, make Jesse that I works think... down at the local takeaway shop fill out a work diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe... Maybe I need to drop off again because you lot have really got it all bugging up on me. So, like, what? What? <laughs> like, what? Why? why? Oh, no, this is not us. This is not us, mate. This is the ADA side. If they put this submission into the NTC, oh, yeah. that they'd like to see vehicles from 4.5 tonnes to 12 tonnes included in the fatigue management yeah. scheme. Well, I'm going to go harder. I'm going to say every person in the industry. Regardless of what you do, and actually, I don't even care if you're sitting at home on the dull. You can still go to work tomorrow, and if you've been parked on your ass on that lounge for more than six hours without a fifteen-minute break, we're going to come in. We're going to come in and give you a blister. How about that? Yeah, it's and then and then and then make sure. Make sure if you're sitting on the couch tomorrow at the same time because you've got to count back to stay a day in the future, make sure that that happens as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to have it at least, you know, once once a week, you've at once least got to have a 24-hour break away from sitting on the couch. Away from sitting on the couch? Yeah. Where do you go, though? Do you go to the kitchen or do you not, go to not the shed? Oh, you're not, not allowed to. Well, I got told there. You know, if you're talking about work, you are working. Yeah. If you're looking at work, you are working. So I don't yeah. know where a trading is going to go if he's actually at work building or plumbing. So what are they going to do? Is that what they're thinking with this? That, you know, if you're trading, no, 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 trading no, 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 that's not, no, no. and no, you're that's driving your thinking. truck. That's what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> we had this discussion for 48, County Houston deep, I reckon. I reckon. But yeah, but what, seriously, if a tradie's working 12 hours a day, well, farmers fall into that category. If I'll they're farming them. Yep, find them. And, yep. and then driving, well, they're in the same category, yep. aren't they? They're working. Fine, everybody. I can't see a fairer system. 
Well, if you want money, fine everybody. That's pretty much but, it. But yeah, I'll guarantee right. you that, that the government that brings in this lovely fair system where everyone's treated the same, they have a very, very short term. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to see one of those European coups in Parliament, you know? The coup? Well, if that happens, you know, a coup where we all go into Parliament, I mean, it happens well, over in the like, USA, yeah. it can go well with it. Or like where all the yeah. tractors are parked on the motorway. Have you seen oh, what those, have you seen what those Dutchies do with their tractors? Oh, I know. And the French yeah, guys? no, we we love the Dutch. How good they, they don't care. That's sticking it to them, eh? Well, what's yeah. driving around the street in France, uh, spraying um, manure on government buildings? Yeah, well, they got to grow. <laughs> they got to grow on brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can do it on Parliament House here because there's a lot of lawn there. There's a lot of lawn. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It grows forever in Parliament mm. House. Yeah, but oh mate, oh mate, wouldn't be having a hunger strike there if he's spraying poo on the grass. He'd be, he wouldn't be hanging around there. I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> you reckon you'd be fine? Where did else? his hunger strike go? Was there an update on that? Did anyone find that out? Did he get it done? No, he didn't get it done. Was he skipping one meal a day or something and going home? I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. So he's brother, brother being journeys, brother being journeys, just texted me. He says, "Work diaries for all workers." What? <laughs> is he making the sticker, is he? Well, well for all uh, workers. Well, we were, we were talking about this while we were up there, Yogi, unless you were yeah, sleeping we somewhere. I just said, I think yeah. it's the fairest system. Like, why, oh, why whinge about it in the transport industry about how unfair it is? Why don't we start saying, this is fantastic, but right. but everybody, yeah. every, every industry, because apparently... You know, if you don't manage this fatigue, it's deadly. So, if if it's such a good thing, yeah, let everyone abide by the same. Yeah, I'm starting to agree with you, Craig. I mean, I was agreeing with you. I was nodding, probably nodding off the other night. But yeah. well, I am agreeing with you. Yes, well, yeah, on it. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's, it's just going to alienate Western Australia again from the east coast. You no, over really, because everybody, everybody. <laughs> no, no, but we don't care. We don't care out there. Yeah. We truly so, don't care. Yeah, so I don't know what you do when you get home after your day's work and you've got to, you know, look after your family because that'd be work time, wouldn't it? Well, it would be, yeah. We'd mm-hmm. become very self-centred people because no one would do anything for anyone yeah. without the fear of getting a $500 food dollar fine for yeah. having an eight-hour sleep. But, My goodness. You know, but, geez, I, <laughs> I imagine there'd be twice as many jobs because anyone can only work half as long. Oh, imagine, that's the way of looking the, at it. imagine the enforcement industry could be wow! Imagine that enforcement officers going through every cafe and news agency and whatever shop oh. down the street, like checking out people's work diaries. Oh, the, the, the current leader of the country would be wrapped because growth jobs would be up. The the treasury would be over the moon because there'd be growth in the quarter, and oh, the job sector would be out of control, and it'd be so. The revenue from fines. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, well, that'd be true the roof. Mm. So that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd no, be accepted but... by every Australian very well as, you know. Yeah, I think. I, think I, I, can't, see, I can't see anybody yeah. have a problem with it. Like, no, I can't see why. Well, you know, yeah, we can't we, see why anyone would Yeah, so I, I can't okay. see where it would be a problem that an officer can walk into your workplace and fine you <laughs> for working... <laughs> For more than a set period without a break, and 
the, the, oh, mate, you ought to see the alarms going off in this room for the, the cynicism meter. <laughs> anyway, you know, bring it on. So if, we, if we've got to abide by it, let's all do it, you know. No, it's lovely. So that, that's, uh, how about that for the joke of a Wednesday? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 yeah. Right, so just be yeah, aware no that. I'll give you so a warning a, at this point. I'll get a warning at the stage. Yeah, but it will be logged on the system, and um, I'll provide right. that you keep that, you know. Just just behave, mate. It's not hard. Keep it to, keep it to a minute. Yeah, right, I'll, thank you. I'll do my best. Right, I'll do my best. So, well, what I was talking about that, and then we're getting deep into that, I don't reckon people understand, and I know a mate of mine who does heavy haulage, has got a little Izuzu and he was he registered it and they give him uh heavy vehicle plate. Yeah. Right. And he's like, No, no, I want your standard plate. But no, no, you you're a vehicle and it was a four and a half ton rigid, like a full little Izuzu. Yeah. And he's got heavy vehicle plate. I don't think people understand that they've they've actually done it. If you've registered it or you've got a heavy or rigid, you've got you've got heavy vehicle plates on it. And it wouldn't to the naked eye it probably wouldn't matter. But you've got heavy vehicle plates on it, don't you? I don't think people understand that. Mm-hmm. That now they've got those plates, well, that they're going to cop it. If you have a, I think it's an F two, might be an F three fifty or the big Dodge Ram, some of those out on the yeah, freeway. Yeah, they have those on. Yeah. There were people that were getting knocked off going down the southeastern freeway in the yeah, out of the for doing a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, we're still yeah, 80, but, you know. Yeah, because the speed limit for a heavy vehicle is 100. Well, the speed limit for heavy vehicle down the southeastern motorway in the Adelaide is 40, I think. Oh, oh. right. And oh. if that is, honestly, if that hill is so dangerous, why is there allowed trucks on it? Oh, geez, I did you re- mm. really? Yeah, really. Why, why, why go on it? Yeah. Well, we all went down it for years, and all of a sudden, hang on a minute, we had a bank 40 on it. Well, I think the best thing to do in that scenario, again, is that you probably should need some kind of special accreditation to, to drive <laughs> down hill, there. Hill defense talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, not, but, hey, but not only for the trucks, though, for the cars as well. Oh, the cars. Well, yeah, so I think I'll have got done in that, in that ram. He, he probably had those plates on his rim and didn't no, realise. No, I don't know. I think, I think they, they just nailed him. Yeah, it will either come up as your rego. Yeah. 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 So that's the problem. So everything's getting bigger and we like to tow bigger things, i.e. bigger caravans, bigger boats, yep. you know, bigger work trailers, and all of a sudden you're in a, into a different category of vehicles. Well, well if they're going to bring that in, I think it's, I think it's already halfway in. But well, the caravan is wherever the big wind you'll notice on the caravan pages there, people are whinging about being charged the same price as trucks on the tollways around Sydney. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, so, you know, one fellow was saying, well, I'm just going to not use the tollways, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. driving around, driving around Sydney, but they, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of this not in my backyard sort of thing. You know, it's all right while it's happening to someone else, but once it starts happening to you, it's, a, it's an issue. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, I, 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 I again, I laugh myself. Laws for eh? Same laws for everyone. No, I, I cynically laugh hey, myself hey, when people discuss hey, what hey, it is. Hey, that's the idea. Same laws, same rules. We should all be the same. Yeah. All for one and one for all. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, yeah, I know you two have been in an abusive relationship with the trucking industry for quite some time. I know I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, I tell you what I actually had today on the pillar. I pulled over today by a highway patrol on the pillar. Right. I had a really, really, really great chat to the highway patrol officer out there on the pillar. Right, Exceptionally eh? nice person and a really good. Chat. So obviously okay. no, about, no blister there, Yogi. Oh, no, no, because I'd already told him that I got one there a little while ago. And he's like, yeah, no, no, we can go back to there. And, but he, he was um, he was quizzing me on the Western Australian system. And yeah. I thought, like, well, this is what we do and this is where we are. And I said, you know, and it was, it was, a, it was a, a, a good direction. Yeah. So and perhaps off to that highway patrol. Yeah. Um he, he was sort of, and I thought of, he mentioned to me, did he run the diary in the West? I said, no, I just, the fear of doing something dumb, you know, and, and you know, doing 14 hours and getting into it. He said, well, we can't actually uh, rule in that jurisdiction. So if you if you run it in Western Australia, it's under your West Australian jurisdiction. I said, oh, look, we just don't do it. And I said, you know, look, look, the conversation was going well and going good. Uh, and I said, you know, look, how do I say this nicely, but, you don't have any, uh, you don't have any say over the work diary. You know, like you do the load, the freight, uh, the maintenance, or the you know the roadworthies and the cleaning. He's like, oh, you're right, okay. He said, and I said, not even main road to the work diary, somebody. And he and he said, well, that's fantastic. It was a really, really good, positive interaction. Yeah, good yeah. to see. Good to see. But he, he pulled me over because the freight that I've got on is, is ugly freight and. Um, he was sort of interested how it was loaded and was having a discussion as to why it was loaded like that and, and once I outlined why and how and how we have to load this freight, um, yeah, it was all, all mm. above board and all tickety boo and um, yeah, no, it was it was really, really good. So yeah, there is there is good good people out there asking questions and he asked as many questions as I did. Uh, and I feel we both walked away with yeah, positive positive interest. Paul, uh, Paul, Paul just texted me again. He's, uh, if you're gonna, I'll say this to you, Paul. If you're going to keep texting me, you might as well just ring in, mate, all right? Oh, yeah. He's got no range. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was, he reckoned it was probably the Pilliger Princess that pulled you up. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, it was a good officer. It was a good officer. Oh, dear. I didn't, oh, feel, I didn't feel like anyone was walking around behind me in the Pilliger when I went into the scrub and, and, and uh, had a leak. I can't <laughs> even sleep out there, you know. I pulled up at the, I pulled up out there to try and sleep, and yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it was I was pulled up to one of the parking bays there, and uh, I was stopped, and it was about like one o'clock in the morning. I really had that stuff. I didn't really want to go any further. Um, I was I was heading up, I was heading north, and uh, I could hear this. Hopping and dumping around outside, and I was the only there was only me in there. There wasn't anyone else in there, 
And after about 20 minutes, we got too much from you. I just sat up thick in the guts and, and, and drove to Maryland. Yeah, I've never played I couldn't do it. I'm not, I, well, I, I, and, and, and having said that, I'm now going to say I'm not really a suspicious or superstitious kind of a guy, but obviously I am. So, <laughs> yeah. so now Pilliger's got you worried, Dave. Oh, no, they've got me worried. Um, <laughs> it's just that, you know, there, there are there are places, you know, like I'll pull up in, in parking bays and sleep, you know, quite sadly, no worry at all. There are other places that make me a little bit jumpy, and the building is one of them. I don't know why. Mm. There's no good reason. Nothing's ever happened to me there or happened to anyone I know. It's just the yowies, I'd imagine. Just the yowies. I have heard some wicked stories, though, from policemen that worked out there in the yowie suit, you know, getting in the yowie suits and and uh, carrying on playing practical jokes on the truckies. And I know that to be true. Uh, looks like we've lost uh, the big bear again. Lost, lost the big bear again. That's it. That's it. He's gone. He's fired. Yeah. He's gone. He must be, uh, but, uh, he must be getting close to, um, close to K-Bar by now. The phone service out there is terrible. 45 kilometres away from K-Bar, no phone. Yeah. But um, it's the same up yeah. the East Coast, though. I can drive yeah. about only seven kilometres from Ballina and, and the phone drops out. Yeah. So. Well, I, I used to do a few deliveries to the, the, the gold mines out around K-Bar, mate, and you don't have to be very far out of K-Bar to not have any phone service. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, that's another... Another issue. Imagine if Telstra could be fined for your phone dropping out. Yeah. Mm, it's interesting. They've got more coverage than anyone else, though, so they'd be quite happy to tell you they've got 98% of the country covered. Yeah, the population, not the country. Mm. Population. Mm. Very, yeah. very good way they work with words. Is do a, lot of... uh, a little bit of wiggle room there with the words. Mm. So I was just having a bit of a, I was doing a little bit of a research today, you mm. know. When you realised uh, it was Wednesday or when you... When I realised it was Tuesday. Wednesday. When I, when I realised, when, when, when someone rang me today, it's Wednesday, dude. And I was like, oh, right, cool. Um, pardon me, and there's a number of questions that, that you know, keep coming up over and over again, like why do truckies intentionally drive so slowly side by side on the two-lane motorways and all that sort of thing. Well, <laughs> you try and explain to people it's because of the speed limiting. But, mm. you know, why do they do it? Well, they've got just as much right to get out and overtake someone as you do. They just yeah. can't do it quite so quickly. Yeah. So it's but, uh, yeah, a simple thing, isn't it? It's actually not intentional. To it's not intentional. So... What I will say, though, is if someone's ca- caught you and they're mm. following you and then it seems to be taking a little while for them just to get around you on a particular spot, then uh, it's probably a good idea just to back off for just just a little bit. And, yeah, some blokes yeah. just, just will not do that, though. No, no. But it's got a, te- a text message that says there are boogeymen in the pillar of Pilliga and your alleys. There, there are? For real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe they should post it on social media because then we'll know it's for real. We'll know, we'll know it's true then if it's posted on social media. Yeah. The other thing that I the other thing that I uh, discovered today, uh, which is which is interesting, I reckon the average salary of interstate truck drivers is ninety thousand dollars. Who's av- working for ninety grand? Average for interstate. Hmm. 
I wouldn't have thought so. Who's way older thought it'd be more than that? I would have thought it would be a lot more than that. Um, well, <clears throat> they're saying that uh, average truck driver, interstate truck driver, selling in Australia is ninety thousand per year, or forty six dollars and fifteen cents per hour. Um, entry level position started at seventy thousand dollars. I'd love to know where they get their numbers from. Seems um, that, those numbers don't seem quite right. I, no, they're not. They're not right. Hmm. They're not right. This is according to talent.com. Right. So um, if you're looking for a, a, a job in the interstate industry, hmm. I would probably steer clear of getting them to find you a job. Yeah. Hmm. I reckon that there's a... Uh, there's a driver shortage. Not about that. I think there's a pay and respect shortage, but that's that's the other thing. I want to know. Oh, this is something that, that I wanted to talk about ages ago. Um, we never got to talk about what the the recognised expenses that truck drivers could claim on their tax. Right. There aren't a lot. Well, it depends how much yeah. or what your employer's paying for. So. Mm. There's not a great deal. Um, There's not a great deal. You can claim, you can claim accommodation. Mm. You can claim some car expenses. You can claim some childcare expenses. Childcare. Yeah. Right. Do, so if do. you're, yeah, so you can claim some childcare. You can claim for your clothing and uniform expenses, which includes your your footwear. You obviously have to buy it yourself. If it's issued to you, you can't claim it. Compulsory assessments, uh, license assessments, medical assessments, all that sort of stuff you can claim. And, of course, your driver's license. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like you can claim things like um, glasses and stuff like that. Right. Uh, you have to run a logbook if you're going to claim your car expenses. Um, so and, what, and there are, what would there are, your car expenses be, though, driving a truck? Well, you wouldn't have very you wouldn't have very many car related expenses, I wouldn't think, would you? Well, only if you're yeah, doing something for work, otherwise you're only going to and from work, but anyway. Well here's an example. I wish they hadn't chosen this name. This is from the ATO by the way, so this is this is the good oil, it's not me making it up as it goes along. Raj is a short haul truck driver. Raj's employer requires him to make minor repairs to the just, truck. Just go back to it, just go back. Yeah. Are you saying that's the name given by the ATO? ATO, yep. Are you serious? I am dead serious. I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture and text it to you. I'm not even joking. I, I, was, I would have selected something slightly different, but anyway. I would have, I would have chosen a different name too. Yep. Uh, um, like Exhibit A. Exhibit A, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's required to do minor repairs if his truck breaks down. His, his employer provides a secure area at the depot for Raj to store his tools, but Raj chooses to transport them home from, to work each day because he doesn't trust his work colleagues and I don't blame him. But he can't claim a deduction for the expense incurred in transporting his tools to and from work each day simply because his boss has got a place there to store them. Right? Oh. Or they're not regarded as being bulky. So his toolbox and he weighs 25 kilos is not bulky. Even if 
even if the tools uh, required were bulky, he would not be able to claim induction. He has chosen as a matter of convenience to carry the tools between home and workplace instead of using the secure storage provided. Uh, but you can claim your tools, you can claim your cars, you can claim that. There's a lot of stuff that really uh, you can claim. I think that we probably do need to, at some stage down the track, I'd like to do something with the tax, mm. getting some advice, general advice for people doing tax. What you can and can't claim. and What you can't claim. Yeah. Um, there you can claim uh, entertainment and social functions. Right. You can claim you can't claim you can't claim fines and penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. You can't claim reduction for any fine or penalty. Um, you can claim for first aid courses. You can claim for prescription glasses or contacts. Sorry, you can't claim a deduction for prescription glasses or contact lenses, even if you need to wear them while working, because they're regarded as a private expense. But you can claim a deduction for the cost of protective workwear. Low glasses and things. Mm. I don't know why we're even talking about this. It's the wrong time. Tax season's done. Let's move oh, on. It's gone and yeah, well, it's, it's, it's gone. Yeah, you know that right now, as we speak, there are twenty-two thousand vacant truck driver positions in Australia. Only twenty-two thousand. Twenty-two thousand. Right. So I was listening to the news this morning, mm. and they were talking about that New South Wales police have the highest exit rate of their officers than ever before. Yep. Right now. Yep. So they're obviously not becoming truck drivers. No. But although I know one I know I know one New South Wales police officer that exited and became a truck driver lasted about two weeks and stopped. Mm. Might have been worried about that. enforcement. But well, so, I don't know. So why is it that people are exiting every industry? Where are they all going and what what are they what are they doing now? I don't know. So we talk about there's a lot of drivers out here that are licensed and able to to go to work as, as a truck driver, but the willingness is gone. Um, <clears throat> so we've got, you know, a, a police force that are are doing the same thing. They're exiting. Mm. So we, we we are a troubled society in a way, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I, I honestly don't know why um, some of these things happen. We we seem as though uh, since like the COVID thing and everyone doing work from home and, and, and all that mm. has basically changed the way we think about work, I think. Yep. And there are a lot of people that have shown that they can work more efficiently from home, um, and they prefer they to do that if they can. Mm. Um, but you know, now their employers saying, "Oh, well, if you want to work from home, we shouldn't pay you so much." Well, I'm thinking to myself, "Why? Why?" Um, well, I think it all goes on value for for a certain person, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you, if you have value, then maybe you should be paid accordingly. Um, if if you can't produce the same outcome or the same revenue for a company that your peers do within that that same job, yeah, why, why do you deserve to be paid the same? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, there's there's a whole lot of differences there. So, 
But yeah, I don't, I don't know, work from home, if it's a viable option for that particular person and that should do. I mean, obviously as a driver you can't work from home, but... You can't dial it in, can you? No, no. But we just seem to be this now in this extreme level of every industry there's there's no workers so are we actually doing something on a larger scale that's not not cohesive to a better society mm. so right. what are we doing like why do we why do then do we need so many truck drivers if there's not as many cafes and people aren't buying groceries what's uh, uh, I, I don't know I think the whole, the whole thing's fairly cyclic I mean we as I've said over and over people don't leave jobs they leave management mm. you know truck drivers will generally move you know move jobs you know I know I know guys that last two three years four years maybe with one employer and then they'll just leave the grass is greener on the other side of the fence mm. You know, they, they want to change in the type of work they do and they want to do different things or something's happened that's pissed them off or, you know, they've had an argument with the boss and the only way they can make the boss realise how annoyed they are is to tell him to stick it, you know. Mm. I mean, this is the sort of thing that just happens and we all, we, you know, we've all experienced that stuff. I mean, you know, I've certainly told told the boss I don't want to play anymore, basically you know, cut my nose off the spot in my face because... You know, something that happened was, you know, and everyone does it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there are, it's very rare for people to stay with employers for a long, long period of time these days. It is particularly in the interstate industry, but I think it's, like you say, people don't don't leave the, the, the industry, they just leave that employer. But mm. sometimes you do need a change after a certain amount of time. If, if the only thing you're doing is... You know, doing the same thing, you know, Brisbane, Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, same thing every week, blah, 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 getting messed around at the same place, you know. Eventually, you just want to gonna have a change. And, you know, why not just be able to, why, why is it so hard just to move to another employer um, and do something a bit different for a while? It seems that every time someone leaves, it ends badly. Yeah. Um, so well, I think is there a way that we can fix that where people can actually be, you know, just go to another employer and, and someone says, oh, yeah, no, I understand you're sick of that. So, yeah, go. go. Um, but if, if I had a driver that was working for me and I have had this circumstance where I have had people work actually working for me in the past and I've had guys that walk, walk up and they've got the shits and they've just said, that's it, stick it up your ass, I'm gone. Mm take me gear out of the truck and do what you like and blah, blah, blah and have the blow up and, uh, and away they go, you know. Uh, and when you get down to it, it's because they've had, you know, they've had the week from hell and they've had the argument with you before they ever even got back to the yard, you know. That's it, yeah. Yep. You know, and, and there was no, there was, you know, they basically made their mind up. You know, someone, one of their mates has probably G'd them up a bit and said, oh, you don't have to put up with that sort of shit, mate, you know. Come over here. We've got a couple of trucks available. You know, give this bloke a ring, and and that's what happens. For me, I mean, if if the employee feels valued, then you might get a chance to have the discussion with him. I know that when you, you know, when you you know yourself, Craig. Yeah. How many times you you put someone on? They look as though they're all right. They go down the road. You know. 
a few days, a few weeks later, they find that you know that they're not, they don't fit in with you, or you don't fit in with them, or mm. or whatever, and you're looking for someone else. Um, they may have, you know, they may have broken something. They may have pissed off one of your customers. They can do untold damage in your business in a very short amount of time. Yeah, aren't you better off if it comes down to it working with the employees that you actually have? And, and finding out what their problems are and maybe addressing a few of those things rather than going through this whole you know, recruiting. Mm. You know, recruitment and retention is always the issue. They talk about their brand, a shortage of truck drivers. I don't believe there is a shortage of truck drivers. There's a, there's a shortage of people that aren't paid correctly, aren't treated properly, aren't treated with any respect mm. and expected to put up with all the crap. I mean... You and I both know, and anyone that's listening to this, if you're out there driving a truck, you know that when something goes wrong on the road, the road's not ready, it's whatever happens, it's up to the truck driver on the scene to fix the problem. All the problems seem to devolve back to the driver. Yeah. The driver's the one that's expected to sacrifice that Saturday at home to make up for the load space to keep the customer happy. You know, the driver's expected to you know, wait around for that extra pallet for two hours, even though it screws his logbook and he can't get through the camera in time. You know, the driver's expected to do all those things. And, of course, as soon as he doesn't do those things, he's no longer a team player, (laughs) and and he's got an attitude problem. Yeah. You know? Um, And this is the way we've been treated forever. Mm. You know, and when when old mate that's, you know, been stuffed around for three hours getting loaded when it's unnecessary and the... The pellet comes in, and you got to wait for another two hours for the paperwork, and you get to Maroolan, and you need to be in Sydney for the weekend off, but you've got to have a, a long break, and you don't get in till the morning. And the missus is getting into your, in your ear because you're not back. You said you'd be home last night, mm. and it was little Johnny's birthday last night. You promised you'd be home, you know. Yeah, and, and you in know, some and of those the, circumstances as well, you, you know, the employers sometimes get blamed for that that process but you know the pressure that goes on them sometimes to to make the job happen um, shouldn't be there either oh, well that depends that comes down to the employer hmm. I mean story about the guy that I work for more power to him during COVID I went to a place up in Newcastle to do a delivery and they wouldn't let us use the toilets there right hmm. and I you know I needed to go um, and basically it was at the point where I was going to need to leave this place and go to Beresfield so I could go to the toilet. Now, whether I'd made it to Beresfield or not would be another matter. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I, I rang up and got him on the phone and said, mate, I've got to go. These pricks won't let me use the toilet. You know, and he said, he said, put the bloke on. So I put him on, and within a few minutes I was using the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Because because my boss said to him, well, mate, if you ever let him use the toilet, because if he drives out the gate, he'll be driving back to Sydney. Mm. You know? And, which is, which and is that how, was, how a lot of, more of it should have been. And that's how a lot more of it should have been. Now, if my boss didn't have the intestinal fortitude to say that mm. at that time, who knows where that would have ended. Mm. And there are other fellas that would just go out and just flop it out beside the truck and, have a, and do whatever they needed to do and mm. give the bloke the finger while they were doing it. Yeah. You try and you to, can't blame them for that either. No, but you try to have a bit of respect for everybody and, and do well, the right thing. And when it doesn't come no back the other way, it makes it very, very difficult, doesn't it? They've got no respect for us. Mm. 
And if you see some of the signs that are up at some of these places, I, I mean, I see it on, on Twitter all the time, um, pictures of signs that, that places have got up in the wind, in their window. Uh, at an Aldi DC, for example, if drivers get caught sleeping there, they'll be reported. Mm. Um, you know, if you're keeping them waiting there to unload or load and then making them wait for hours on end for paperwork, um, why can't they have a snooze in the bunk while they're waiting? Mm. I mean, what gives? And, and, uh, you know, mm. it just, it, it just to me, the way sometimes, the way we get treated sometimes, I mean, look, some drivers don't do themselves any favours. They chuck a wobbly and carry them like small children. We've all seen it. We've all seen it, you know. Mm. Um, but, but at the same time, we're not treated with a hell of a lot of respect sometimes either. It's a two-way street. Very much so, very much so. People wonder why um, drivers get upset and they're sort of not, not looking um, too closely at themselves to understand the situation the driver's in to start with and and why what what they're doing may antagonise them, particularly if you're just after the bathroom. So, yeah, you're just trying to call back in again. I'll just do our best here. You know, a lot of... Um, a lot of Telstra stuff going on. You've tried again, mate. Are you back? No, we'll be right now. I'm in clover. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Is it still daylight out of clover, mate? Oh, it's daylight. I feel like I can do another eight. I feel like I get to Emdale. <laughs> oh, well, that much daylight out here, but I won't because I've done me on 11.5. So that'll do today. You used to be able to get a fairly good feed at Emdale. I still can. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a very nice space in Dale and little Popa and uh, all the other ones out here, but no, it is still daylight. It's actually, I mean, the sunset out here is 8.26. Yeah. But the sun is very high in the sky, so, like, you know, it feels, yeah, it feels like it's going to be light for a while, but it won't be. Uh, the light, it's sort of out there, the light's on and the light's off is like somebody flipped the switch. Yeah. So in that day or so now where it's a bit funny sort of daylight and long late morning sort of long days. But yeah, it just it reiterates there, I think daylight savings is a pain for oversized carters because look at the time, eight o'clock. You know, do you have something to eat? What do you do? You don't. It's late, you shouldn't be eating this late, you don't. So yeah, me, I'll have just a bit of Bicky and cheese or a bit of tomato and a bit of Bicky and a cup of coffee and that'll loop, you know. So you've, yeah. so you've bought some more cheese, mate. Yeah, I did buy a little bit more cheese, actually. I went shopping when I had me 24-hour break. Uh, well, that's another thing we're going to talk about. If you go shopping for food in the truck, is it work time? Well. Hmm. Well. <laughs> if we all say well, 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 well. As long as there's no more than one hour in the week. Yeah, you're allowed to, you're allowed to have an hour of personal use. See, this, this to me is another thing. This does my bloody head in, really. If you're driving around Bobtail, that's not for commercial gain, is it? Not, no, not necessarily, no. No, so, I mean, why why shouldn't you be able to... I mean, I don't know about you, Yogi, but I drive a Bobtail prime mover like I drive my car. There's about that much thought process goes into it as well. Well, you drive it sensibly and you get point A to point B and... 
It is a vehicle that will get you to somewhere to do something. It's just a very large car. Large car. It is a large car with no trailer on it. It's just a large car. And it's registered. It's registered. You paid all the tax bill. Christ knows you're paying up registration. Yeah. You're paying up fuel excise yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Why shouldn't I be able to drive the thing around as a method of personal conveyance? To go and buy some cheese. To go and buy some cheese or anything else. Yeah. 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 Why shouldn't I? I mean, yeah, I'll be all for it. So what did we do wrong to get to this point in life? No, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe everyone should be under the same rules there, Mike. That's all I can say. Maybe they should. Ah, we're back at that one. (laughs) Back at that little... He likes it. He likes that. I feel this is 2024. One rule, one people, one trade. One nation. How about that, too? Wow. Wow. I should be... no, I saw a, I saw a picture of Pauline Hanson the other day, in her younger days. Oh no, here we go. Stretched out over H. J. Sandman bonnet, and I thought to myself, she looked really. Well, that's that's a standard fish and chip Friday night. That's it. Actually, yeah, she was cooking at the fish and chip shop. H. J. were everywhere. You know? Yeah, that's what they, that's what we all did then. That was what we all did. Yeah. I, I thought, and she's in a she's in a bathing suit. She's in a one. She's in a fairly fetching one piece. And I thought, mm. yeah, I've done that too. <laughs> like, but I haven't seen anyone post pictures of me on the internet sprawled over the bonnet of yeah. the HZ. It was. It was yeah, I mean, I mean, I I'd be younger than you, both like of WB, so you know, it is what yeah. it is. That was a late model vehicle, though, Yogi, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Too millennial, mate. Too millennial. Oh, am I millennial? I don't know. WB, HZ. There's a line in the sand there somewhere. There is a line in the sand there somewhere. I don't think. So I'm a bit curious now, though, Yogi. Where was this personal time in your vehicle to go and buy the cheese? Yeah. I, I, I walked. Actually, oh. I, walked. I left the truck where I unhooked. Well, I didn't unhook. Oh. I left the truck where I was loading, and right. I walked, walked everywhere. It was great. Walked up to the co-op, walked back to the pub, walked back to the truck, put this, stuff this, in the truck, walked back to the pub, this then I walked up to the co-op, went to get a coffee. It? It's all within a block, though, isn't it? No, I suppose. Well, no, not really. Just up and down the main street of Clarence. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's a block. But, you know. Two blocks? Oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> See, Bear Journey's a worry. It's yeah. an AZ, there's an AZ panel band from HJ. I apologise. And uh, Mr. Bear just texted me the very picture I was talking about. Hmm. Never he he to tell us about being on VL Commodores and all sorts of things. Did, 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 he, did he text it to you, did he? I'll tell you. Yeah, but I just, said, I just saw the bit, in America, if you're Bobtail, you're off duty. Yeah, well, that's after that. Ah, uh, yeah, well, that's, the Yanks have got it right. This is a, it's, a, it's a fairly fetching old HZ, too. It's got the big deep dish eliminators on it and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Very, very nice, very nice car. Well, there you go. Okay. You can't never hide anything for too long. No, 
What we might do is go to a song. It's been nearly, an hour. Been nearly an hour, yeah. and we actually yeah. haven't thanked Queensland Rail yet. So. Okay. So, Yogi, are you high or are you wide? Uh, no, you're talking high, but not high, just wide. So, mm. yeah. So, you do know? Uh, yeah, under 4.3 today. So oh, very good. Huge. Very good, but we must say, you know, no, you're trucking height. Size does matter, Mike. It does. Mm. So, anyway, we'll mock out a song. Bit of Bob Seeger. Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet yeah. Band. So, we know you're listening out there, Paul. So, I don't know if you like this one, but it's, um, I don't mind it. Bit of old time rock and roll. We'll be right back, everybody.
Welcome back, everybody. A bit of Bob Seger, old time rock and roll. Yeah, what do you think of that? Like... Well, it was all right, wasn't it, really? Oh. Well, mm. I think Yogi loved it. Oh, I was bopping away like an old time rock and roller that I am. He's, yeah. trying hard to control, he's trying hard to contain himself, what can mm. you say? Yeah, I, was, I thought I was back in 1975. If only we could yeah. have seen that, eh? Yogi sliding across the floor. <laughs> Where, where were you Saturday night, Greg? I was with you. I know. <laughs> yeah, oh, we were flying around everything. Yeah, we, we were rocking. Yeah. We were rocking out. We were rocking out. We, never we, got into the, we never really got into the music there on Saturday night, did we? No, we didn't find the, the need to. Well, we did, but we, we uh, I think me and Paul have the same music taste and you don't. So that was where as far as we got. No, that's not how it went. Huh. No. Right on. No. Right on. <laughs> We, we all have different <laughs> tastes. But anyway, we did agree on some stuff. Ours, um, like the, now it's just borderline dark now. Like, I mean, like it's coming in the other side of town and then, yeah, the sun's gone. It's a little bit cloudy out here, feeling a little bit stormy. So, yeah. Yeah, it's borderline dark now. So you're in for a warm night there, Yogi, you were saying? Yeah, I reckon it will be quite warm here. Um, yeah, just... Yeah, that's got, got, got that feel about it, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. But cooler tomorrow night, you you reckon? Uh, one more hot night, and then, yeah, it cools down. It's somewhere between Port Augusta tomorrow is 35 and June is 25. So it'll be somewhere out there, be driving along, and everything will just go really cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you think, right, oh, there it is. So, yeah, somewhere tomorrow, that'll be, I'll aim for the gutter tomorrow, or maybe a little bit further, maybe at the timber. And then hopefully we pick up that subtly change and then subtly's all the way home, so you won't do that. Yeah. So we were having some discussions here the other day, Yogi, about, you know, being a perfectionist and how you like your trucks and and um, cleanliness and things like that. Yeah, and then and yeah. you, then you have a beer with Paul and he blows you away. Yeah, now we <laughs> actually got to spend some time with him and understand that how trucks can be clean. So we often drive off in your truck thinking, oh, yeah, I've done a job. It's pretty clean. Now, if we were driving out of of Paul's yard, Yogi, what what would our trucks be? Oh, they'd be spectacular. Yeah, but if they were ours, they'd be dirty. Um, Yeah, be dirty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a level of perfectionism there that, oh, I'll take my hat off to, I think, you know, that, having trucks that are admired like working trucks um yeah we, um, I just got we a do see it says you're really in Will Kenya so no no I'm not in Will Kenya <laughs> that did actually come from Paul too so he's this yeah I can imagine because that was that was discussed there the other night as well so Paul's listening you know, like, about his um we'll you call only, it being, um, being perfect yeah you only really see you only really see it Queensland when they wash the chassis rails of their fridge pans, I reckon. Not a lot of other people. A little bit down around Melbourne, you'll see it, but really more in Queensland than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So they kind of get into washing the, the rails <laughs> of their fridge pans. Diff, diff housings. 
diff housing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was mentioned that, you know, when was the last time he watched diff housing? I said, well, I don't know. I'd never get under there. That's <laughs> 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 so probably now I've never watched it, but... Yeah, we we uh, we do a fair amount of dirt work, and they get clean. But geez, there's a difference of running uh, running running sort of bitumen all the time, and and making them clean. But yeah, Paul was very very good at what he was saying. He was doing, and I, I learned a lot there the other night having him here, and uh, yeah, appreciate the time. With him. Mm. I uh, I don't know how some blokes keep their trucks as clean as they do. I really don't. Yeah, as, some unless they wash them every day. I mean, good yeah. God, well, there's a lot, oh, of, a lot of commitment in it. But um, but the 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 sense of pride about what you're driving, but also, you know, as an owner, if you've got, you know, if you can have that that pride and it, and it rolls onto your drivers, and you know, you present yourself in this these immaculate trucks, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a big job, but they do look fantastic. And I, I would imagine any client that sees a truck rolled into their gate. In that condition, they they're impressed as well. It's their freight. Well, so. I uh, I had what well, I had mine all washed uh, the other day when I unloaded after I unloaded, and I had someone just comment to me um, sitting beside me in the traffic while I was waiting at the traffic lights how good it looked. Mm. But then a stainless set of stainless barrels, polished stainless barrels. And you know the Duraglite wheels and the chrome wrap, you know the wrap tanks and all that sort of stuff, and it's plain white truck with blue pinstripe, and it's hard for that not to look good when it's spotlessly clean. It just means you're in the wash, you know. Come and see me after you've driven through five hours of rain and on ten days of dirt. Mm, that's the difference, you know. Isn't it, mm. but, uh, and I mean, well, I, I can give mine a hose down when I'm un- unloading now, you know. And I'm hosing it down with hot water, so oh, hot water, hot wash is the game. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that make a difference? Hell of a difference. Yeah. So you know it's not that bad. But um, I honestly don't know how some guys keep them as clean as they do. And you talk about uh, it's a lot of commitment. And I think there's a lot of blokes out there that need to be committed too. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I've seen blokes seriously on the highway pull up. Uh, on the on the side of the road for a fifteen minute break, and they get out and they're polishing the wheels on the truck. For God's sake, you're not having a break. Yeah, you know. Then <laughs> that's when you should be doing your fifteen minute walk, Mike. Well, I don't know. Some of these guys are moving the hands so bloody quickly they're burning some bloody calories. Uh, mate, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I just personally, to me, I like a clean truck as much as the next bloke. And I do like to look in the mirror and look at the reflection and go, oh, gee, that looks cool and all the rest of it. I do love it. But I don't love it enough. I don't love it enough to not have the extra half hour in the bank. Mm. I don't love it enough that I'm going to get out. I mean, I've seen guys out wiping their wheels over in the rain. I mean, for God's sake, really? Yeah, all right. I do. Oh, I love you it. Do. Yeah. yeah, I love it enough. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I, I so find you got to be dedicated. Oh, in the rain, you got to be a bit dedicated. The roads are so bad where we go, and it's so filthy. But yeah, you got to be a little bit dedicated. Yeah, yeah. dedicated. It's, like you think of another word, insane. Yeah. But it is one of those things. Yeah. I was message here. You know, you should always start your week with a spotless truck, and it is. You know, I've probably always lived by that. You, 
you know, drive off on a on a Sunday wanting wanting everything to be as tidy as possible and that that, oh, yeah. that normally started with a I I've just spent two hours washing the truck on Saturday morning that finished at um twenty minutes before you left on Sunday. Mm. So that you know, oh, just get the pressure washer in here, just clean that little bit up too and you know, and particularly with tippers in the dirt that making sure that all the all the dirt was off the chassis rails and nothing gets in there and rubs on bits and pieces and mm. you know does does make a difference to your your maintenance as well. Where yeah, if you are washing trucks, you are looking at the truck. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, but keeping dirt, pressure washing through, you know, wiring looms and you know bundles of airlines and stuff. It keeps the dirt out of it, particularly when you off road a bit. And yeah, just just prevents a little bit of um, unexpected delays through the week. I'm not saying I'm not saying it has no value. Just not for you. Well, no, all I'm saying is that I struggled with the idea that when you're when you're away during the week, like I'm, look, I'm, I love to have a clean truck. I'd rather pay two hundred dollars to have the bloody thing washed than do it myself. I really would. Hmm. I don't. I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't get any. Uh, I don't get any pleasure out of the actual doing of it. Some blokes get pleasure out of the actual doing of it. Yeah. You know, like, it's like some blokes get pleasure out of the actual building of a hot rod or something like that. I I, I would get no pleasure out of building a hot rod. I get pleasure out of sitting in it and driving it or, you know, or or giving it a wash or something like that, maybe giving it a wash or something like that. But, you know, the actual building of it, no, I'd rather not do that. Mm. Uh, Yeah. it's it's you know different strikes and different boats. I mean, and you see some of these show trucks. I mean, you know what blew me away were up the casino. And I walked up the street, walked up the street a little bit there, and there were those Mac Trans Mac shows. Did you see those? Oh yeah, yeah, big uh, And and they've got and they've got buddy airbrushed, buddy air airlines under the bonnet. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. All, the, the yeah. all the all the fuel tanks are all airbrushed. Now, yeah. I mean, there's, there's 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 thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of extra value on those trucks just from the airbrushing, and and you think to yourself, well, oh, don't they look fantastic? But then you've got to keep them like that. That's the next part. And of course, you know, we all know the reality of driving them around. I mean, I, I would hate to drive a brand new truck for someone because the, the very first time you get a big stone chip in it or something like that, you feel terrible. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine how that fellow driving that bloody purple tipper set him up? Was it Mahon, Mahoney, Mahoney's, or whatever they were? McMahon's, um, yeah. McMahon's, sorry, McMahon's, sorry. But I mean that. But part of that, you know, in building something like that and driving it and whatever, there's a passion there that obviously is, you know, for whatever they do. Like I've seen trucks at truck shows where you look at it and say, I. I don't particularly like what that is or the mm. colour or something. But then you look at it closer and you realise that whoever built that yeah. or whoever cleans that every week has has that passion to present that vehicle in the manner it is. And I think that's something that in the industry generally we've, we, we should be promoting that 
that it, this is something you can be passionate about, that it is just more than a truck. Yeah. Um, because it, to some people it is. Like I've, you know, you, you see people that do get out there and they're polishing fuel tanks when they sit around and wait and that. But yeah. you know, in, in some some places that's that's probably a way to fill in time that that doesn't make them fatigued. But not mm. only that, it it helps helps their passion stay there because that's what they love doing right and, and there's some things that we none of us like doing so we don't do it but it's, that's you know that's not a passion so it, it does show that there's people out there that are so passionate about the way their trucks are presented that yeah um it may look a bit obsessive to some but for them that's their pride and joy they love what they do yeah yeah well I've had a couple of trucks that I really, really loved, and even even though I really, really loved them, I didn't show them that much love. And I've had trucks that I've loved to hate. <laughs> you know, well, they're all they're all stealing fiberglass at three o'clock in the morning. That's let's face it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we 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 got a blue Hilux, and and Amanda keeps pointing out over the years that we got a blue Hilux, and you said you wash it every week and try and keep it clean. I don't remember that. Discussions about that when, blue highlight. Yeah, when that actually happened. That might have been when I was rolling over to go to sleep one night. I think I said, <laughs> Yeah, we'll get a blue one. It'd be great. I'll keep it clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you said, Oh, I love you. And she said, The, the Hilux. And you went, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Hilux. The Hilux, the moneymaker. Our old mate, Nick. Just sent me a text message. He'll spray soapy water on a truck if, if he's got lots of bugs and he's adding towards a heavy storm. Oh, we had that, yeah, yeah, we had that discussion the other night. Yeah, yeah. That's something I do, but anyway. No, no, I'd do that. I'd do that. I'd get the little thing out to spray the shit all over it and just drive it into the storm. Yeah, bloody hell. Mm. Oh. Yeah. He's trying to get a bit of stuff off underneath. You want degrees underneath the door, but no, not something on the outside, not something that can be seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul's just texted. He's got pride and passion should be celebrated, and I, I do agree with that. Uh, no, I, I, I agree. Pride and passion should be celebrated, uh, celebrated, but insanity and obsession <laughs> should be incarcerated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, I mean, fair, 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 fair. I mean, look, here's, here's the thing. I, I, I'm going to go back to something else. If you own the truck, it's your truck, right, then, and you want to keep it clean all the rest of it, that's fine. Go your hardest. The thing, what, the thing that I have an issue with is you see these ads, you know, you must be truck proud. Um, so, you know, so this is the basically the boss saying that you've got to put in all this extra work to drive this super blinged up piece of machinery. I don't know about today, but back in the day, when, back when I was a younger bloke and we were driving, you either, you either had crap trucks and good money or nice trucks and no money. Yeah. You know? So they would, you know, you want to drive these trucks with all the bloody chrome and bling on them and all the rest of it, and you're driving for your ego. Um, you go right ahead. You know, I've never been. I've never been someone to drive to my ego. So I've never been worried about going out and driving on the dirt. It'll hose off. You know, I don't. You know, mm. I've, never been a, I've never been a tank polisher or a bull bar polisher or anything like that. Quite happy to have it done. Quite happy to pay for it to be done. 
but I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know, and if the boss mm. wants it done, the boss can pay. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that there are a few people out there that might actually agree with. Oh, there is. Yeah. But if you want to, if you if you want to work for Lawrence's or or any of those guys, then you've got to be truck proud. I'm not saying that I don't know what their deal is. I know that they, you know, I know that they keep their trucks beautifully clean. There are fleets out there that keep them beautifully clean. And what their individual deal is with the drivers entirely between them, I don't know. I've never worked them, so I don't know. Boy, I um, them running down the road and they're clean all the time. How does that yeah, happen? I, since being an owner, I'm surprised at how little I wash the truck. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when I was driving, you felt mm-hmm. like you were washing it all the time. You yep. loved it. But yep. now, I, yeah, but I don't like me truck clean and I do the best I can, you know. And I know the offer was there for the record to wash it, but I didn't take the offer up because, yeah, I said to Paul I was mid, mid, mid-trip and, and then he pointed out he's washing truck sometimes three times mid-trip. So. <laughs> I've, I've been worried. I've been worried. I've been worried about Paul's sanity for quite some time now. You've really, yeah, it's uh, good. It's good. It's good. So, <laughs> yeah, good yeah. well, it is Perth. Yeah, it is Perth. You know, there's one over, one back, one halfway, and and he, and he well, we never talked about it the other day, but he'd be pretty safe now. You can actually get a single into the truck washer at Sejuna. So I have washed the truck at Sejuna numerous times. Have you? If I can get in there, yep. If I go engage under four three, I can get in there and give it all a good wash. And yeah, I, I like it. I like doing that there because you can get all the, get all this that road grime off. And yeah, she goes home clean, so I like it. It's good. It's good. It's good. There is a nice wash there at Sedona for the truck. Well, I, so, yeah. I, I, but I, it is only single. Yeah. Well, I like the uh, the uh, Omicron spray stuff that you just spray on and just let it sit there for a few minutes and just blow it off. Purple power is fantastic, and that RGD greaser is sensational. So. And I don't understand why you would need to do anything more. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's clean. Know. Again, it's just that different levels of passion that people have in what they do, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's what I mean. Oh, you know, after you own it, you, you, the, the priority of washing it should be there, and it is there for me. But there's also a lot of other stuff that I've got to get done prior to that so yeah I, I like and clean but yeah, I, I don't wash it nearly as much as I used to when I was a driver and then there are trucks that are easy to wash mm. and there are trucks yeah, that are, yours are not easy to wash no, I'm yeah. Piece of cake. yeah I don't know just spray so, truck wash on and drive into a storm isn't it Yager? oh yeah yeah a lot of that work for me and I only got I, only, I haven't had any rain this trip I only got road spray at Kimber and it's still in my bloody head in because it's filthy and yes, yeah. I should have washed it for him, Craig, but no, I didn't wash it. <laughs> and no, I, I would have helped you, mate, but you never really asked. For the time, no, I yeah. didn't. I didn't want to put you out. I, well, I had a bit of a headache, to be honest. <laughs> Not, you know, I was a bit under the weather. You look at these bottles of trucks and you throw a bull bar on front of them. That, that just sort of complicates the washing procedure. And then you've got the... You've got the, the um, Air cleaner cans and the high rise air cleaners and rams and bloody bug deflectors on bonnets and you know some blokes put windscreen guards on bottom of trucks. God knows why. And you, you know your stainless um, stainless sun visors, drop visors, and all that sort of thing. Then you've got the 
the high rise, which is really easy to get to. You can kill yourself walking the top of the high rise. And then <laughs> and then your ridiculously tall exhaust, Jogie. <laughs> apparently apparently you can't use the exhaust brush on those. God knows why. And then No, they don't fit. Eh? They don't fit. You've got to get out there and wash them. Well, you know, I mean, there's no OHMS issues there at all, are there? No, no, no. Oh, in my place, no. God, God, no. No, no, no. Send one of the kids up. <laughs> on the forklift on a pallet. Yeah, no matter. Yeah, I've heard all drama. Send the kids in there. Like, that's how you, is that what you do with OHMS? You don't want to do it yourself. Send one of the kids in. Send one of the kids. Yeah, I mean, from a you cash. Know, and, and, then, and, and then if you've got a, if you've got a K two hundred with a with just a bumper bar and and um, no you know no stone guard or anything like that, they're just a box you know around the front down the side down the body. It's hard to watch. It's harder to watch the back of the cab than anything else. K two hundred there. Funny there, mate. You're going to get a full back. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, that was very loud there, Yogi. It was. The course, these Euro butter boxes are pretty easy to wash as well. There's not a lot, there's not a lot on those if they don't have a bulldog on. Yeah. Complicated, not complicated. Does anyone, what's, what do you reckon is the most complicated truck to wash, Jogi? Uh, Paul B. Jamie. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me some photos. He sent me some photos, that black 900 is with the red stripes. Did you see the chassis rails? Yeah. I reckon that was the day you picked it up from the dealership. No, I reckon you're lying. That was probably five years in owning the truck. Yeah. You reckon? Oh, I reckon so. I oh, would 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 not put it. Probably a million k's on it. I don't know. Yeah, the, the date stamps. The date What's stamps the most complicated? K200s would have to be the most complicated truck to watch. There's a lot going on up there. No, there's not. To get to the top, like, though, can be. You get to the top of them, no, you know, like, I mean, there's no point talking about Freightliner or Argus's because I only see one or two people wash them. Mm. <laughs> well, you can tilt the cab forward. You can tilt the cab forward on your K200, though. That makes you uh, top of your Oh, oh that would make it easier, yeah. yeah makes sure. it easier to get to because you do have to make sure that your fridge is thoroughly secured. No, nah, otherwise you can... just under the bunk there or good. Mm. Yeah, mm. I yeah. I don't know what the most complicated truck is, but I know most trailer that I've owned got flat sides on it, and that that is the reason for Sunday afternoon at four o'clock when you've washed the truck and you think I better wash the trailer, and then it's just straight down. You're not eating your eating your hands on gate pockets and all the other crap that goes on with it. Gates are for keeping cattle in, and I don't have cattle on my trailer. I've just got a set of text messages with K200s and go. The go? No, gay. G-A-Y. K200s are gay. Harder sinks to wash. What about cattle crates? Cattle cattle crates? Yeah, yeah, I know. There's a lot of pride in the ride with stock carters, but yeah, you put your Yeah, yeah, cattle crates. When they get a little bit keen on the crate side of it all. Hmm. Mine, mine is actually easy to wash. Andrew Soldier's 909 high-rise. His high-rise 909 was a bit of a bugger. And the kids used to tell me that he'd be out there washing the truck for five or six hours and you only take an hour or two to wash yours. And I'm like, well, twice as much truck as what I've got. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot, lot of parts in that. But I suppose anything that's not a 
not a integrated cab would be a bit of a pain, you know, like a separate bunk because you've got to get in between them a bit. And but yeah, that'd be that'd be a bit of a pain. Then, like that. Going on the other side of it, I'd, I'd had a few like century classes. They were actually quite easy to wash. Quite quick to wash. Yeah, I reckon they would be. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Compared to something that's got exhaust shrouds and everything up beside the cab, and yeah, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jenny's obviously feeling the feeling a little bit put out now. He sent me pictures of chassis rails and said a million kilometres. Yeah, that, I told you that. Well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm in the park of my walking up and down here, and there's a, a big cab XL Volvo just turned up. I reckon that'd be quite a hard to wash too. Like, there's a lot of that's a lot of bunk on that truck actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I didn't even hear him pull up, but you know, one of those things. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. The market runners have got too much time on their hands, obviously. No, not market runners. This um, is a local carrier. So, yeah. So, oh, what, 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 um... Oh, boy, no. Oh, shit. I'll give him a stir up. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be in me later on because we've got to do the news later. Right, right, right. Right, right. So, what? Uh, we, we, we're, talk, we're always talking about, and I, was, I sort of I had a topic, Craig, and I meant to tell you about a topic, but you know, it's getting late in the afternoon, and it is what it is. But um, we'll, we'll whip it out. We've got 25 minutes. So we, we talk a lot about people in cars and, and sharing the road with trucks, and we all need space around the Christmas period. How was it on the road for you lot? Because I know coming across here, it was terrible. And out on this road out here where I'm going, I had a car pass me, and I nearly... When I pulled up a Cobar on the way over, I nearly went over and said, well, Fairnicka, mate, are you dumb? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this, this car passed me between Broken Hill and Cobar five times, four times, I reckon. Yeah. And it was the borderline car that you think, mate, you're adventurous crossing the country and something like that. And then the last 30 k's into, into Cobar passes me double lines up a hill. All the straight sections of road on this barrier highway, and I yeah. just passed double lines going in, like basically just out of town. So by the time I get into town, they're in there at the pump, fueling up, and I and I nearly did. And then I thought, oh, like, what do you do? Do you confront people like that? Do you go, what are you trying to kill me in my workplace? What is your problem? Well, well, is what I, I thought, and then I thought, themselves. oh, yeah, well, this is this is. I just don't understand. All the straight bits of road, this barrier highway is dead straight. Yeah. Why you got to pass me on double lines going uphill? The only little bit uphill, about 30 k's out of 10. I, I don't know. We we see this crazy stuff on the road all the time. I can't understand it, you know? Yeah, and I got into the survey the same time as them. Hmm. Yeah. So what did you actually achieve? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's exactly right. What have you achieved? Nothing. Yeah, there are there so, are plenty of people out there that are willing to risk life and limb, though. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of it. A lot of it. I mean, same deal before when I was off the phone and young bloke in a P plate Land Cruiser decided same deal. Passed me on blind corner, double white lines. I just, yeah, I, I, I guess maybe it takes a week to get that Land Cruiser up to hundred, and I was only doing eighty-eight. Yeah, you know, I don't know why. I don't know what the what is the, the brain process there? And if anyone knows anything about why people do or don't do it and why you see it, I don't know. But, geez, we'd like to change some of that mentality and some of that, oh. get some of that education. And when, when you you're, just, you're not 
going to achieve anything. No, no. It, it's something that I, I, I think is very hard now to instil in any driver that, that already has a licence. I think they've gone through a level in their life that they believe that they're doing the right thing and they're indestructible and and stuff everybody else on the road. And I, I, I don't know how how we make people understand that for us all to use the road safely, we all have to interact a whole lot better and and be a bit more patient and have a, th- have a bit of a thought before you go and overtake someone wildly on a corner mm. or drive yeah. at 100 yeah. in, the, in rain that's pouring at, you know, 400 millimetres in a couple of hours. You, yeah, you yeah. Why, why do you... Yeah, that's really odd that, that people are still pushing on when there's monsoon or rain and everybody's slowing down, yet you still got the the uh, indestructibles in the right hand lane. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, I don't understand why people are, are, more, are willing to brake check you. That this is one of the things. I, I mean, we've been driving up and down the year, and obviously it's two lanes both ways, or pretty much everywhere. You know, except where there's a bit of road work or something like that. And uh, you'll get out, you'll be overtaking people. Since I'm going, I, I go down. I go down empty doing the job I'm doing now. Uh, I don't have too much trouble overtaking anyone. But sometimes, you know, when you're, I can only, I still only do a hundred, the same as everyone else. And you get on a flat bit, and someone doing ninety-five or something, you go to go around them. It takes a little bit of time. And you know, I've had people sit right up my backside until you and go around, and then pull across in front of you and brake check you, give you the finger, you know. The attitude, the sharing the road attitude, people don't realise um, how easy it is to die. That's right. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I've had people, I mean, I've, I've seen video, I've had plenty of photos and videos sent me in the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, all the truck park and that Wallen, for example, full of caravans. You couldn't pull up, you couldn't get a, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't put a matchstick between the caravans in a truck parking area at Wallen, coming north the other day. Um, just before the uh, just before the you know, New Year's long weekend there, um, and, and you're seeing it all over the place. No one have got any consideration or respect for what everyone else is doing. The level of narcissism in people when they're driving around these days absolutely incredible. The self entitlement. Um, I don't know what we're going to do to change it. I really don't. Oh, I don't. I don't think caravans and stuff like that are self entitled. I don't think they're, they're not educated. Mm. Yeah, they don't know where they can get out of. They, they they're too scared of going in, and they don't know what they can actually get out of. Mm. Yeah. So you go in for the easiest. Yeah. And that's well, life is... in general, you always yeah. go for the easiest. Yeah. No one ever wants to check because they can't do it. Yeah. They they can't they can't manoeuvre a van out. Of, they can't back out of a spot. Yeah. So but I don't like, think you know, it becomes an easy option. Yeah, but it's, it's like if you've been driving around in a B double for a while, and the next thing you're driving an AB triple. For a while, you're going to be a little bit careful about where you park or what you do because you're not quite sure of of how, how everything reacts. And yeah. I suppose with a lot of caravan drivers, you know, they, they they don't do it very often. So even when, you know, it might be the same caravan they've had for five years, but they only go out once a year or twice a year. So they're still, yeah. they don't spend every moment of their of their working life being on the road so but but in saying that we, we do 
have a problem where service centres don't provide enough spaces for them either? Well, the, you do have to give Ampol one thing with what they've done with the uh, service centres at Pheasant's Nest. They've done their modernisation there and they've made it a little bit... They've segregated the truck parking from the car and caravan parking. Mm. Um, where if you go in the car and you go in to get fuel, for example, or want to go into the service centre, um, the car parking is separated from the truck parking. So once you get past a certain point, you can't drive your car in the truck parking area yeah, uh, because it's separated by a wall. Um, and the caravan's the same. So And they've got signage there and everything else. So you've got, to, you've got to give it to them. But the, but the other side about it is that they've created another problem. So the, 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 the truck parking area is furthest away from where the service centre are. It's a bloody five or ten minute walk back to the service centre if you want to go and get something. So Which they create good. a problem there. Eh? Sorry. Which is good. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it what should I'm, be good. It should be more of it, but I mean, to walk it Well, well so, yeah. but, but hang on. So there are some guys who are essentially lazy, you know. I want to just go in there and grab a sandwich and a cup of coffee. So they pull up in the fuel island. Mm. Yeah. Right, because that's nice and close. Right. Then they walk inside and then they've got to deal with the queue of people that are ordering coffee and 15 minutes later they walk out and there's three or four irate blokes waiting in the queue to get fuel. Mm. You know, that, that, that won't end well either. No, no. You know, because, I mean, let's face it, we're all, you know, we're all up against the same time pressures. You know, all I'm saying is that we're all as impatient with each other. I don't think that there's... I mean, I understand what you're saying about education, Yogi. Yeah. I think that sometimes we do suffer from a lack of tolerance of what other people are doing or what other people need to do and a, and a certain lack of respect um, for um, some probably good road manners, you know, road etiquette, as you say. Yeah, we need to bring a good road etiquette back. We need you to- know, we do need, to, we do need to do a little yeah. bit of that, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it, it does does crumble like cookies a little bit to see the behaviour of some blokes. And I mean, you know, I've had several several circumstances now on the Yoon where you're steaming up and you're obviously catching people hand over fist, and some bloke will move out who really all he needs to do is just lift off a little bit. He doesn't gain anything, but he moves out in front of you. You know. Um, that does that does frustrate me a little bit too, mm. uh, because you know they're, they're holding you up for no good reason, and uh, why well, you just got to suck it up and just accept that that's the way it is. Sometimes some people, you've got to wonder whether they're actually paying attention to what's going on around them. Well, mm. they're probably just driving with their own little little bubble around them, not looking they're in, they're, at they're what's coming up behind them, or you know, or yeah. Or, yeah. But it is. It's it's part of sharing the road, you know. That everyone needs to understand that, and it's um, yeah, a big task to change that. We've I think it's gone on for a lot of years, where no one's really oh. played played a decent role in this space. So well, I don't I don't know that. You know, it'd be nice if we had. It'd be nice if there was something going on with respect to educating drivers. But the the thing of it is, I honestly believe that. You know, we're in the situation now where you go and you, you go through all the trouble, you get your learner's licence, you 
your red pea plate, your green pea plate, and you finally get your license. So you have a, a bit of an intense period there, particularly when you get your learners of things that you have to learn. And then in New South Wales, if you don't do anything wrong, like if you don't lose your license for any reason, the next time you go anywhere near any sort of a test is when you're 80. Mm. You know? I don't think that, you know, and, and a license is regarded as something that's just, it's our God-given right to have a license and drive around. Um, you know, and, and there's no ongoing, there's no ongoing training, nor is there a perception of a need for ongoing training. There and of course, be. well, there should be. You should have to go and do something at least every, every several years. Like a bit of professional <clears throat> development, you mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you do it for your work. Yeah. You know, I'm I've got to be, I've got to be retrained as a pilot every three years, even though I've had the lifetime ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing it for a long, long, long time. But every three years, I've got to be told how to do a bridge supervision, which I know how to do a bridge supervision because I've been doing it for fifteen years. Yeah. There's, a, there's a difference between that sort of training and just general driver training, though, isn't there? That, and that cost me 1500 bucks every time I do that. Yeah. Well, you're raking it in, that. I'm over the moon about that. You're raking it in, mate. It's a taxi mm. Oh, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, I love giving my money to the government. They're awesome. They do such a wonderful job spending it. <laughs> oh, it's good to see you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday Sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen, on their own radio. <laughs> yeah. And we, we will have to finish up at nine because we all want to avoid that new um, workplace relationship that's come in. That yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my break now. I'll be, I'll be for me walk, been up the park, and I come back down. And, mm-hmm. You know, right. pretty good. Been for a little stroll. Time for a bit of yogurt and maybe a cold drink of soda water. I think. All right, a bit of cheese. Nah, I'm not just you know, I don't want a nectarine or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I've had a good couple of days eating and drinking. <laughs> so we can, we're good having a day off at Kalani. The pub's excellent. You get yourself out to a Kalani hotel if you can. Bit of Canadian crate there, mate. Uh, I, yeah, probably. Yeah. We had rums and all sorts last night. Yeah. So it was good, good rooms there up top. So yeah, spot on. Oh, you got, oh, a special, you got a special room. Always seem to get one room, so maybe that is the same room every time I go and have a day off there. I'm always in the same room, which has got a nice balcony out inside. Mm. Great little spot. They're good little Queensland. A little bit chilly, though, yesterday, fair to say, but uh, I think it's going to be a little bit nicer today, but I have to get going. I've got to go away. Got to go home. We've got to go away. We've got to go away. Yeah, back to hometown, eh? Back to hometown, take the bag of clothes out of the truck, put the bag of clothes in the caravan, and then go down the coast. Right. Right. Well, you'd be looking forward to that. You've had a you've had a fair crack the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah it's been good. No, I'm really looking forward to it. Always look forward to me two weeks off at the end of January. Mm. Um, something that Amanda's always asked of me, which she, she asks nothing from me, really, you know, but she's always said, be there at the end of January for two weeks. So whatever you do to that point is what you do, but... Um, yeah, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. And there's, there's a good bunch, about 20 of us that end up down there together and just good people and and uh, none of them are truck drivers. So, you know, and so I, you've got nothing to talk about. No, no, I'm not a shearer. So, you know, it's all good and I'm not a mechanic. So we're, we all get on really well. Yep. 
So you're going to be spending part of your two weeks off over at Karoi with us. Oh, that's the end of it, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we, we jump in the, the big bird and come over there for a couple of days and then come back. Mm. Yep. Yep. So another big yep. event there, yep. Australia Day, long weekend. Yeah. Australia Day, long weekend. Down to Karoit to, uh, to see what goes on at the Karoit Truck Show. The opening of the truck show year. It's going to be a little bit interesting because I've actually probably going to run into a few people I know down there. The four yeah, fair to say, yeah, you probably will. Fair to say. One of the blokes will walk up and say, "Good day, Mick. How you going?" And I won't have a clue who they are. Because <laughs> mm. I ran my business down there for like eight years. Yeah. Out of Warrnambool. Out of Warrnambool. Yeah. There you go. No. Well, yeah. Well, people will know you, mate. So oh, well, well yeah, maybe they will. Maybe I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping there's no one I owe money to. Well, I freaking they'll be the first people there. <laughs> If they know you're coming, they will be. No, I don't, I don't owe any money. There's a bloke that does owe me fifteen hundred dollars down there. I'll see if I can run at the end. That'd be interesting. It is the start of the um, the truck show season. It is mm. yeah. quite, quite a few. So, I think Tourin, Tourin, and I think is the next weekend after Tourin. Turretin Truck Show, yeah, good little mm-hmm. show down there at Turretin every now and then. When I'm over that way, I end up at Turretin. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't pop in. It's what, two minutes from Mum's place at Kura Up, like literally two minutes later. Right, eh? Yeah, 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 fantastic. One hour, Turretin Truck Show. Right, eh? Yeah. And then we've got a Road Freighters Conference, and then, yeah, Jesus, on. We're in. Job's on. And uh, of course, in, coming up in March, there's the, uh, the Mac Muster. In yeah, uh, WA. So uh, and then Brook before that as well. Brook on the 18th, the truck and ute show down at Boyupbrook of February. Right, eh? Yeah. So there's going to be a little bit happening, a little bit to cover. We're trying to get there is truck and life. Next issue of truck and life will come out on the weekend of the Kuroit truck show. So it's not supposed to come out till the 4th of February, but we're going to bring it forward a week or so. Yeah, it could be. That was an executive decision that we made that we would do that. Mm. Yeah, down there with a few copies, and if you've missed the the last couple, we might have a few of them too. Indeed. Mm. Becoming, becoming a bit rare, though. They are getting harder. They're going to be harder to get. <laughs> mm. that is... Well, we, we only did a certain amount of copies for number one. Mm. So if you're saying they're becoming rare, if you haven't got your number one yet, I think I've, I think I've got a couple of boxes left in, in the shed, and that's that's about that. And, uh, yeah, we've got yeah. a few in the warehouse up here, but not many. So, not many. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah, right, eh? that's been good. It's good they've moved on. People yeah. are still buying them every week. So well, I'm happy they've moved on. Mm. Yeah, sure. yeah, so, but yeah, I think, oh. um, you know, for the the next edition, you know, the best thing if you want a subscription is to get in before I think it's the seventeenth of this month. You need to need to get it sorted out, don't you? Mm, yep. So, you know, get in there. Don't miss out. There's still a few first editions, second editions there. Um, yeah, yeah, you can buy the whole lot. You know, buy the first two, subscribe for the third one on. 
Um, yeah, so they won't last forever. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so we're well, yeah. about five minutes yeah. off the area, Mike. So have you got any kind of interesting news that you want to well, put out to it, us? It depends. It, it depends on what you call interesting. No, well, maybe I should have oh, asked yeah. you then, Yogi. No, maybe uh, <laughs> ask you. Yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. news you got. Yeah, the sun went down in the west today, and it'll get up in the east. Wow, it'll get up in the east. Yeah, yeah. well, so uh, the, the uh, <laughs> so I, I had a good interaction with Highway Patrol. I yeah. spoke about that. Mm. That was a really, really good inception. Mm. Really good. Yeah, it is a bit hard this time of year because there really is not a whole lot going on. Well, yeah, people back. Is there trucks no. moving now? Oh, there's a few. No, it's been dead out here. Well, there's only been two trucks out here, and I've just been out like go fast. There's not a lot happening. There is not a lot happening at the moment. Oh, it's good. I know there's, um, you know, like tr- trying to go and find parts or ring places to do things is a little bit quiet. Um, you go, I oh, just duck around in the corner and grab that. Ugh, yeah. yeah, they're not there. So, I, was, I mean, and why not? Have a break. It's not too bad. No. This week, to... this week is sort of it, really. It's not until we get back to work next week things are going to be things that are going to sort of start to fire up again. I'm going to, I've got a bit of a shattered week next week. I've got to go and have my medical for my fitness to drive and convince my cardiologist that I should be allowed to continue driving for another year. So that's always fun. Bit of a stressful, bit of a period there for that. Mm. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Not always um, sure of the outcome sometimes, eh, mate? So it's... Com- well, yeah. you know, there's... Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, we all do it. The, 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 the cardiologist is probably a little bit... Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's there in black and white. You pass the stress test or you don't. Mm. Um, mind you, doesn't take much to get my heart rate up these days. So, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Make sure we don't play the wrong music. <laughs> a few hours of you going there, eh, mate? But it, it's yeah, it no, no, into the checking station, isn't it? Well, you never know what they're going to find. Mm. Um, I've got, to, I've got to, because I've had a heart attack. And I mean, I don't mind talking about this a few minutes ago, but you know, I've had a heart attack, so I've got a certain few hoops I've got to jump through every year now, mm. and I don't have an issue with that. Um, it, uh, it's just the way it is. I mean, if it was someone else, I'd be saying, yeah, mate, check him out and make sure he's good to go. So uh, it's got to be the same for me too. Um, you know, at least at least if he says, no, mate, you're hanging the keys up, I've got something else to do. So, mm. you know, I hope that doesn't come to that because I want to keep driving for a little while longer at least. I certainly want to be able to take the truck for a test drive and all that sort of thing. Yeah, well, that's know, part so. of it that can be quite sad, isn't it, when it's something you love doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. whether you want to do it at the time or not, um, yeah. that to actually have that that um, mm-hmm. privilege taken away from you is is a different story than to say yeah. that it's a, a commercial thing and you can't drive for a living anymore. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I ticked a lot of things off the bucket list. I've, I've not done any real oversized loads. I've not done any cattle or anything livestock or anything like that. But I've driven some of the biggest trucks in the world. And, you know, I've got a few bucket list things, so I'm, I'm pretty happy, you know. Mm. Um, uh, I've still got a few things I'd like to do, though. 
but you know, we just got to go and jump through a few hoops and we see how we go. So mm. there you go. Sounds like a bit of fun. Might have to write a story about it. Write a book. About no, we've got we've we own trucking life, Craig. We can write stories. I can write a story about. It. Well, there you go. You yeah. publish it yourself, Michael. Well, we probably could. I probably it's a shameless self-promotion. A shameless self-promotion, right? I was self-promoting about developing a heart attack story. I mean, I know, I know. That's the final part because I love it. Right now, up top of the hour, see you all. Time for dinner. See you out there next Saturday night. Saturday night. Thank you, Queensland Rail. Yep. Now you're trucking hard. Thank you. There you go. In stereo. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Yogi. Cheers, big wheels. Thanks, Paul, for all your pictures <laughs> this evening. Game <laughs> comments. Shiny Paul. Yeah. Shiny oh, Paul. That's what you're going to call him. And Jake's been out there sending his, his team too. So. Yeah. And, and Nick and a few other people have sent me texts tonight. So there are more than three people listening anyway. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Thousands, man. Thousands. Thousands. So. Right, yeah. everybody, and Mike, if you can't be good, be spectacular. Oh, I'm Terry Daniels. Oh, the Prime Minister bye is bye. promising new cost of living.